from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Always an honor and a privilege to be here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora with you, and I thank you so much for tuning in to the show every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Somebody who has been on this show with me pretty much, you know, since I came back to uh, to Central and Upstate New York, pretty much the majority of the time, and uh, when I came back from Orlando, and and that is Gina Castelli. Gina Castelli came into Lemoyne, and 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 see that these are the things that I appreciate, and I hope that God gives me this memory forever. But I remember sitting down because the Ted Grant Court and like kind of the arena and everything. It's it's changed and every couple of years it looks different it looks different now and there were tables out front where concession is now they were like round tables and I remember going out there and sitting down with Gina and talking with her about this team and about her thoughts and her belief and that she came here to win a championship and having those moments where you know we're we're, we're kind of deciphering what Gina wants out of the team what her plan is and, and we're talking years ago where, where we sat down and we had this conversation. And then now, fast forward it, and I'm looking at this Lemoyne women's basketball team and all of their success and all of the positive things that they're doing and everything that they're putting forward. And you can't help but root for somebody like Gina Castelli. The team is 22-5, and 15-5 in the conference of the NE10, 13-1 at Ted Grant Court, 8-4 and on the road, 1-0 and on neutral court. And they're back at home right now in the Northeast 10 semis. They defeated Mary Mack 74-63. They have the University of New Haven tonight at 7 o'clock, and I'll be there just as I was there for the game yesterday for the men's team. And, Gina, I mean, I guess I guess the, the best way to bring you back onto the show is to go back to that moment where you sat at that table with me and 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 we we were talking about the future and – I can't help but feel that that conversation that we had was very foreshadowing of where you are today with all this success. Yeah, that's that's so cool. Thank you, thank you, and thank you for having me on. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I definitely think that you know there was definitely a plan and a vision, and you know, it's not something that we've totally accomplished yet, but you know, there was uh, there was a thought and there was a vision, and we just kept going with with that and you know in terms of recruiting uh, you know it was the same mesh it, it's been the same message for all of our players coming in um, they know what we're trying to strive for and what we're what we're building and what we've built so far so you know every kid that comes in here isn't surprised that uh, the level of um, preparedness and intensity that we go about uh, our business to to um to accomplish our goals so it's been it's been wonderful and it's been great just to be a part of it too and when you look at this and, and you go back to i mean do you remember sitting at that table you remember when we oh, had that conversation yeah. oh yeah uh, yeah definitely i do i was wondering who you were so <laughs> <laughs> back then you were wondering who i was hopefully you know now hopefully it makes sense <laughs> Ho- hopefully we know what i do for a living now but mm-hmm. 
but no, but no, but when we sat down, yeah, because it was the first time that we had met, and mm-hmm. and I remember I I called over to Lemoyne and asked if I could speak to you, and they set it up and whatever, and when we sat down, yeah, because it was the first time that we had spoken, mm-hmm. and we were talking about kind of you know who I am, what I'm about, what you're about. Bring me back to those pillars and and that foundation and and just that conversation that we had because you were talking about the pieces that you needed, the things that you had to have. And, and mm-hmm. so for the people to kind of relive that moment, just what you could say about the foundation and what you needed to build what you're building at Lemoyne. Well, first of all, I was very, very lucky because I inherited a, um, a good group of girls that, you know, really wanted to um, change the course of their winning. And, you know, I think when you have that, you have a lot when you come in as a coach, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that I inherited a group of players that didn't want me here um, or didn't believe in what we were doing. They were right on board. And, you know, I think that, that level of commitment right away gave me a lot, you know, it gave me a lot of motivation and inspiration to, you know, to keep on the track. So, you know, when you have those girls and we won, you know, I think that's the one thing I, I think you you following our program knows that, but because we don't get that much media attention in this in this area, you don't realize how much we've been building throughout and and we won that year and those kids really helped us recruit some players to take us to another level so you know as much as we're successful this year I always say it starts from the beginning because if I didn't have those kids uh, that believed right in the beginning of what we were doing and wanted to you know work hard and and do those things and buy in in a sense then we wouldn't be here today you know And, and I think that I owe so much to that that group and even to the previous coach that was here that recruited those kids they were they were valuable beyond measure you know um you know what we didn't have on that team mostly was size and to compete in this league especially for um especially against going to a team against bentley uh, who's the number one team sometimes in the country you know they have so much size that that hurt us and so when we were playing against some of the teams on the other side of the uh, the division we would not win a lot of those games because we couldn't compete with them you know and we couldn't measure up in a sense uh, no pun intended but that's pretty much what it was and and then slowly we just started bringing some of those kids in but even those kids when we brought them in they were fairly raw so I still had that team that I inherited that you know was grooming those girls to um to to create a really good winning culture and so it's it's a lot more than just the talent you know I think that um it's so important when you come into a program to have kids that really want to change I guess and you know and and help you succeed and and that's really where it started and and then honestly um once we started winning a little bit more we could recruit some kids that that could compete at a higher level than where we were at and you know and bringing a kid like Michaela Roberts I think was one of the best things that we could have done because she was a a very good player in the area and I think for her to say that she was coming to Lemoyne you know said a lot to all the kids in this area and beyond that saw her play so and obviously she's really helped us win so many games in the last few years so it's kind of you know it's 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 really about everybody you know it's not just about the dream it's about everybody has to kind of buy in in the beginning to to make a commitment to to winning and to um and to building what you're 
what the what you have as a vision and you know i really owe a lot to those kids and and i can't thank them enough for what they did for us and and we're here today tonight you know with a 20 20 plus uh win record because of those kids you know i always believe that you know through and through and when you look at, you know, speaking here with Gina Costelli, LeMoyne College Dolphins women's basketball head coach, live here this morning on Wake Up Call. The game is tonight at 7 o'clock at Ted Grant Court at LeMoyne College. And definitely I, I implore you to go out there and spend some time. And if you're going to get out of your house for any reason when it comes to the snow, be it for LeMoyne College tonight. Because I'm, I probably, I was going to ask Gina after, but Gina, I might as well ask you live on the air. Do you have do you have hammocks or cots or anything behind around you know the, the is there anywhere where I could sleep at, at the Ted Grant court is what I need to know because I considered it last night so I need to know tonight if I could sleep somewhere on Ted Grant court. That's funny. Well, you, you got the whole court there. You just bring an air mattress or a sleeping bag or whatever, but. Um... Definitely more than welcome to stay and stay anywhere here. Not very comfortably, but it, you could stay. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, that's the thing about Ted Grant Court, and we're going to talk about the your, your seasons as you're in your sixth season right now with with Lemoyne. We're going to talk about that in a moment. But what I do want to discuss is you and I have talked about this before. When we first met, Ted Grant Court looked totally different, mm-hmm. and then it had a little makeover, and then it had another little makeover, and now today. It looks. It's like every couple of years, it's it's getting upgraded and looking different. And you and I have spoken about the athletic department and the facilities, and that you know they put money into things and that they care. Just what you could say about. It. I mean, there's there's the there's the live board that's there now. There's the electronic stat board, and, and obviously the arena continues to be ever changing. The seats are nicer. They, the experience at Ted Grant Court continues to grow every couple of years. Yeah, you know, well, that goes hand-in-hand hand with our director of athletics, Matt Bassett. I mean, I, I think, you know, we owe him so much. I mean, you know, he came in, what, 13 years ago and way before I came here. And, you know, um, you know the things that he would, he told me that he had to um, reconfigure in a sense, you know, whether it's even like Title IX issues here, you know, there just was a lot of things that he had to do to, to make things right. And, and he's a basketball coach, you know, he's a basketball guy. And one of the last things, you know, on his list was, you know, basketball. And so um, one of the biggest reasons I came to Lemoyne was because of Matt Bassett, you know, just having some great conversations and honest conversations of what we did, what we didn't have at the time, whether it was, you know, we had a decent facility. I wouldn't say that that Ted Grant court was not a good facility, but, you know, um, in comparison to some of the other teams in the league, what we needed, you know, support wise and, um, our budget and things like that, you know, uh, but to me, he made me a believer, you know, again, he was a guy that had this vision of saying, you know, this is going to improve basketball, men's, women's basketball support's going to improve. Uh, this is going to be our next big project. And he, you know, and through and through he's, he's come, he, he has come through with all of his promises in a sense. So um, it's beautiful. And what's really, really cool is uh, opposing coaches coming in and, and seeing our court and now the lobby and um, there'll be some more renovations throughout the summer so you know hopefully Matt feels really uh, really happy about and proud about what he's done I mean he's not only built a championship facility he's uh, created a lot of championship programs and um, I, you know he's he's a wonderful man and he's a, a, an amazing athletic director and leader and uh, we're, we're very very lucky to have him. 
And and to have you know, like you said, uh, to to have that be such a connection for you, you know, and people want to know, you know, what what ultimately made this the place for you, what ultimately made this the the right experience for you, and and you go back to, you know, who's leading the athletic department and Matt Bassett, just what you can say about you know, who he has been to you since you've come here with him being a part of why you decided to, to come into Lemoyne, just what Matt, what Matt Bassett has done over the years that you've been at Lemoyne and just what you've seen from him as the leader of this athletic department. Well, Matt's a unique guy, you know, uh, it's not, it's not somebody that I really, really knew prior, um, to coming to Lemoyne, although he was uh, in a sense, a capital district guy, which that's where I was when I was um, coaching at Siena for a long time. And, you know, he, he knew of me probably more than I knew of him. Um, But when I first met him, you know, he was in a sweatsuit and, you know, we were at a, you know, a conference room in in a hotel nearby and, you know, he just kind of laid out everything like what this program's about, uh, what, what they plan on doing, but what we don't have and what we probably will never get. And that's really what I really was very um, um, surprised at, you know, because a lot of leaders and a lot of ADs will tell you, you know, um, what, what they may not have, but not, not, not to the honesty that he gave, you know, and it's like, look, this is what we have and this is what it is. It's not going to be any better, you know, in the next two or three years, but, you know, but this is what I can promise you in a sense. So, you know, we talked about facilities and, um, and then, you know, even, even there, I didn't know anything about the program and the, and the culture he was building here in terms of the inside the L program that we have. And that was something that just was, you know, in a sense, random when I got hired, you know, um, this was already starting to be implemented in, in the, in the athletic department. And, and it's a, it's a culture that, um, all of, all of, uh, the sports here and, um, student athletes, alumni, you know, coaches, uh, support. And, you know, he's, he's very, very intelligent man. And we're, we're just really, really lucky. And as a, as an older coach with a, a lot of experience and coming from, somewhat of a difficult departure at Siena um, to be able to, you know, work in a place where, you know, totally is talking about, you know, not so much the winning, but what creates winning. Um, I think that really said a lot to me. You know, it wasn't about you got to win games. It was how can you win games better in the culture that we can provide for you here at Lemoyne. And, um, it's beautiful. It's just, uh, I just feel really blessed to have been a part of this and, um, hopefully he sticks around, you know, I hope he doesn't retire or anything like that, but, um, it's just been a, a really, uh, I've been a better coach, uh, better person and I've been coaching a long time. I mean, I, this is six years that I've been here, but prior to that, I've been coaching over 20 something years. So to be able to say that now in my career, um, is just awesome. Speaking here with Gina Costelli, the head coach of the Lemoyne College Dolphins women's basketball team, and I want to I want to do a little blast from the past here when you talk about your career coaching. So I do a lot of work with Coach Q at Syracuse, and uh, Mr. Quentin Hillsman, who has a pair of reading glasses, whatever that he wants to call. I don't think he needs any reading glasses. I just think he likes to wear glasses, but he has about thirteen pairs. And I think 12, because one of his kids sat on one of them. But Coach Q and I were doing a live show at the Press Room Pub in downtown Syracuse on, uh, on 220 Harold Place. And and we started talking about, because Clay Sherman 
has taken over the the new women's basketball program at Bryan and Stratton. And so we were talking about women's basketball in the area, and Coach Q brings up Gina Costelli. And he says, she gave me my first job. You know, we were out in Siena and whatnot. And, 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 and he said that you should have fired him multiple times, is what he said. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on hire? What made you hire Coach Q, the best-dressed person in women's basketball, for, for the men's side? <laughs> I don't know, maybe hire him, really, you know, um, but he's, uh, as you know, he's a unique guy, um, but I remember his interview, um, he was uh, recommended to me by a, uh, an assistant coach that was on the men's side, it was a friend of, it was his friend, and so I said, hey, you know, let me give it a shot, and I remember having him up, and then, um, you know, he stayed overnight in a hotel, and then we met him for breakfast, myself and my associate head coach, and um we both kind of afterwards were talking like, wow, this guy's very different, you know, um, but you could tell he's a go-getter, um, supremely unique, um, but, you know, um, some things that you'd find out a little bit about him is he's a real Christian man and a family guy, um, you know, takes care of his mom, and at the time his dad was still alive, was, you know, only child, and how much his family really meant to him, and those things really meant a lot to me. And, you know, he talked openly about that, and I didn't ask him questions, and I thought, you know, this is a, this is a good guy underneath it all, you know. And, and um, yeah, so he stayed on for, like, two years. The first year we didn't have such a great year, but um, he, was the, he was the guy that had to run all of our camps. You know, he did all the dirty work stuff, you know, which is really kind of cool to see him now, you know. So um, I think he learned a lot about, you know, the type of um, – work that you need to put in to be successful and then our second year or his second year um we won we won the championship and went to the ncaa the only time that uh sienna had sienna women has been to the ncaa program um program so um you know he brought a level of just kind of what you see right now is just he's just a high achiever and you know he has he has a real positiveness about him he's just really unique in how he dresses you know i had so many people you know either email me or call me about how he dressed and i thought it was kind of cool you know i thought that you know this guy's really secure in himself you know he's fun the girls love him respect him for his knowledge but also for his unique uh, his unique uh, uh ness about himself and um, I love him. Uh, you know, I absolutely love him, and it cracks me up when I see him on TV because you know it's so cute. But deep down, he's just a uh, just a really special guy and knows basketball really well. Has worked really hard. Is a really hard worker. Uh, is a business guy. You know, he knows how to get things done. Um, he knows what you know. He, he has his priorities straight. I mean, he just he kind of he kind of comes across like he doesn't know what he's doing, but he knows what he's doing. So uh, that's what I love about him. And it's very difficult to find a picture of both of you on the sidelines together. So you're going to have to find me one because I have to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can get those. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. definitely. So, so Coach Q said to me, and I got to ask you about this before we get into the game tonight. Coach Q said that for Christmas, when the staff all exchanged gifts, he got you a card and a hug. And you bought him like an entertainment system, like some he, 
<laughs> so so he said it so he said to me i was like i was like first and foremost q i've known gina for a while so what do i have to do to get an entertainment system and b <laughs> i was like the other side of this is what are you talking about like you got her he's like yeah man he's like you know it's from the heart he goes i go pick out the card and i put nice stuff in it but he's like you know i didn't know what to get and this and that and he's like i bought i got her a card and i gave her a hug and she bought me an entertainment system and i was like well why didn't oh she fire God. you then too so bring me into that that's so funny. I don't even remember that, but you know, <laughs> I mean, just like here, these those assistants at the time. I mean, they don't they don't make a lot of money. They, they give you they give you your heart and soul. They work really hard, and you know, to me, you know, if you can if you can give them a little bit extra here and there at different times of the year, it's just that's what you, that's what you should do. You know, I mean, um, I mean, I know at a higher level they would get paid a little bit higher, but you know, places like Siena, especially at that time, and even here at Lemoyne, it's just, it's it's much different than what people think in terms of how much money you're you're making and the salary as an assistant. Or, or here we have a, a graduate assistant and an associate head coach, and both don't really get a lot of money. You know, so to me, you know, at different times, you know, you just try to show how much you appreciate them. You know, and I think they value those things a lot. And it's funny that he would remember that. Yeah, he definitely definitely does. And I want to speak on your staff now that you have here you know this season and just what you can say about Mary Grimes as well as well as Lauren Salzbrenner just just what they've meant to the team I know you've had different people come through and I know I've know I know you've had some people on your staff that have gone on and are looking to excel in their career as well and that you always want to build that tree but what what Mary and, and Lauren have been to you this season just your thoughts on that both both have done a, a great job. I mean, both are in their second year. I mean, Mary, um, Mary played for me when Q was on my staff at Siena, you know, and she also, uh, from there, um, this is her second stint at Lemoyne. Her first job was at Lemoyne, and then uh, a couple years later, she ended up on the staff at Syracuse uh, when Q was um, was an assistant, and then um, landed, you know, on his staff. Obviously, when he was um, selected as interim and then as head coach, and then from there she went on to U Albany, and U Albany women's program was not a, a strong program. She she was an assistant with Katie Abrahamson, and um, they won a lot of games, and so both at Syracuse and at U Albany, they. Um, they did a great job of rebuilding a program. Um, what happened at UAlbany is then, then Katie Abrahamson went to Florida, uh, to um, see Central Florida, I think it is, and um, and Mary stayed back. She's got a family and didn't really want to get go back out that way, so she was looking for a job. And jokingly, honestly, jokingly, I just said, "Hey, I have an opening here. You know, would you be interested?" And you know, at the time, I didn't. I just really thought it was joking because I knew she she want to be taking major pay cuts and you know so and um, but I thought hey if you don't if something doesn't work out if you you really you know you don't know what you want this is open for you and so you know things things kind of fell in our direction more so than anything I mean she didn't she uh, she was looking at some other positions and um, decided against those and knew Syracuse has kids and knew that, you know, her husband could find a job in this area too. So, you know, we kind of fell into her. And the way I like to describe her is that she's just a great winner. You know, she's been a part of winning programs when, when we, when she played for me at Siena, um, she's been a part of rebuilding and winning, you know, at, uh, at Syracuse and New Albany. 
So she's brought a, a level of winning, you know, and a winning mentality, which is what I want, you know, and uh, she's done a great, great job. And Lauren Salzbrenner um, was a player here at Lemoyne when I first got the job. She was a sophomore, and um, just like I said previously, um, she was part of the group that bought in right away. And, you know, a very smart, intelligent girl, knows basketball really, really well. Um, not necessarily somebody that's going to want to do coaching, you know, as a profession, but um, but is passionate about winning and passionate about uh, about the game. And I feel like I just have lucked out, really. I mean, not only with Mary and, and Lauren, but with my previous staff, too. They just have just done an incredible job. And the amount of work that's involved at this level, you know, you think at D1, there's a lot of work involved, but honestly, at this level, there's so much work because it's all on you. You know, everything, you know, whether it's like, you know, the pregame meals, you know, we don't have a director of basketball ops, but in, in Lauren Salzburner's case, she's doing, she's doing all of that, you know, the hotels, and but also she's doing scouts and uh, preparing for games and you know, doing, you know, um, individual skill development, helping with academics, you know, so, you know, we don't have some of these people on board, well, an academic advisor, and she's, she's the one that's, that's doing that. And in Mary's case, the same thing. I mean, she's kind of the all purpose coach, you know, she's, she's recruiting, she's, um, she's scouting, um, she's helping out and just little things, you know, I mean, it's just like, there's just so many things that you could do. So, uh, the amount of work involved, um, to, to making this run well is just amazing and it falls on their shoulders quite a bit. So both have done a really, really good job. That coming from Gina Costelli, Lemoyne College Dolphins, women's basketball head coach. The team is in the Northeast 10 tournament right now ahead of the NCAA tournament and they have an opportunity tonight at Ted Grant Court at home which you should come out to I will be there Thursday March 7th today at 7 p.m they'll be facing off against University of New Haven what can you tell us about New Haven and and your takeaways you obviously have played them very recently you were on the road against them to round out the regular season in a close game you lost uh, 55 to 50 you get to see them in a very very short window of time only uh, what nine days ago you played University of New Haven right yeah which is good you know I think because it's uh, the memory is fresh and um, they're a very good team we played them here early in December and, and did really well um, this was prior to some of the girls that were um, that were are injured now so you know um i thought when we when we went out to new haven i thought they dictated you know the tempo quite a bit and you know we were back on our heels quite a bit i didn't i didn't think necessarily we played poorly uh, we didn't shoot well but i really didn't think that we had good rhythm out there and and i think it's a lot of what they did so you know this game this game has to be a little bit different you know they're a team that does like to run but they're more of like a slow down team and um that's what they're going to try to do for us tonight and you know i think we have to dictate our tempo a little bit more and got to come out with a little bit more fire i don't think that we came out with the best energy in that game and so you know but you know i can assure you that the girls are ready and and we'll be ready to play tonight and it's the right to play in the ne10 championship 
where Bentley and St. Anselm are on the other side of things. And and just what you could say about this Final Four, Bentley, St. Anselm, and, and New Haven, you know, all of them with you in this Final Four, just what you could say about the Northeast 10 and the teams that have advanced to this final piece because there's obviously a lot of talent inside of the NE10, and, and this is our Final Four. So what do you think about this Final Four? It's just like the NE10, a very difficult uh, group of teams. You know, every every team uh, presents a, a different problem in a sense or a different challenge, not a problem, you know. So um, but I think it says a lot about the NE10 that we have five five teams in our um in our league that are ranked in the top eight of the east um east region you know so there are some teams that aren't in the final four that are going to be getting you know um at large bits in ncaa tournaments so it's a very difficult league uh incredibly challenging and uh, all really tough teams i mean you know uh, new haven's uh a very difficult team to defend because they're um they have different weapons uh Bentley's has size as the Sinees, and obviously Bentley has the history behind behind them. You know, every single year, and and Sinees is you know has been a team that all year long has quietly been you know been winning. You know, I, and I think they've also been a little bit like us, where teams have kind of counted them out at different times, and then they come back and they start winning again. So, um, just tough. I mean, it's it's the way it should be, and you know, um, it's great that all these teams are in it. And when you look at this, uh, to, to get to this really quick, when when we look at the at-large bids for NCAA Division II for men's and women's basketball, for those that don't know, just to speak on you know the region, the region and the rankings and how that all works, because you know as far as who goes to the tournament, who gets an at-large bid, it's a little bit different here because there's regional rankings and whatnot. So just to speak on that a little bit. Well, we well we qualify. We're in the you know the East Region, and um, you're ranked one through ten. And usually, the top eight teams get a get a bid to the NCAA tournament. And um, basically, you know, throughout the year, it you, you really you really shouldn't play national teams. I mean, we played Florida Southern and Eckert because those don't do anything for your regional ranking. So, the more regional teams you play and beat the higher you can go up on the regional ranking. So, um, so for us, you know, we've done, we did a really, really good job, um, in both the non-league and also in our league, you know, especially on the other side of the division, uh, where we went undefeated and, you know, um, hopefully winning tonight will allow us to, you know, play here on Sunday. It's because we beat Bentley, uh, that we can, we can play here on Sunday and, um, knock on wood that that happens. But, um, so in any event, you know, right now, uh, the last regional rankings, we were ranked fourth and the top seed usually gets, um, the, um, the first three rounds. So, uh, for instance, right now, U Sciences is the top seeded team in the region. So next week when we, when we play our first games, it'll be hosted by U Sciences. So the games are Friday, Saturday, and then, um, the Sweet 16 game is on Monday. And whoever wins that game goes to the Elite Eight, which is, um, in Columbus, Ohio. And the Elite Eight and the Final Four are all at the same place. So, um, it's an interesting, yeah, it's an interesting model. Uh, so what happens is, is you know, in the first few rounds of the NCAA tournament, you could be playing a lot of any 10 schools, just like you have all year round. So, you know, um, 
not so sure it's the best thing <laughs> because you know you got to play teams two, three, four times, you know, in the year. But uh, it's the model for D two mostly for financial reasons, and um, you know maybe at some point they'll go national. But but whatever the case is, whatever the model is, you know we're we're happy that we could be a part of this, and um, you know I'm excited for our team. That coming from Gina Costelli, Gina, my my final piece here tonight or before we get into the game tonight, is right after the men's game, Michaela Roberts came out onto the court. I think she missed one of 33s that she took, and it's because it rolled in and rolled out. So does she ever miss is, I guess, a question. I mean, I got to watch her when she was at CNS, and I, I got to see everything that she did there and obviously have a lot of support for for her and the whole fan, the whole Roberts family because they're tremendous. But I mean, she, she doesn't, she doesn't really miss it's, and it's, 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 it's amazing that there's, I mean, there's skill shooters all over, but Michaela Roberts is just somebody that you kind of stand in awe. And, and after the game, I was sitting there and, and getting the stats and what from the men's game. And I was just sitting in my seat at 10 grant court, just watching her shoot going, this is somebody special. And she just makes you stop and just, I mean, when you fall in love with the sport of basketball, there's certain moments that just kind of make you stop and go, you don't ever want to forget this. And I could probably watch her shoot for three hours because she'd probably go 99 for 100 or something like that. So, I mean, what what can you say about Michaela Roberts? We've talked about her before, but she is a tremendous player. She's got a big heart and she can shoot the lights out of any building. Well, the fact that she was in at the end of the game at 9 o'clock at night shooting says it all. You know, I'm not even like the fact that you said that. You know, that's funny you're saying that because I overheard her telling her brother, I'm going to go change into my clothes. And I'm like thinking to myself, I wonder if she's going out on the court tonight. And the fact that she's out there, that says it all. I mean, whether she misses or not, I mean, that's that kid. And, you know, she's out there at 9 o'clock at night, the night before game. And, you know, we played Sunday, and she was phenomenal. And the who's the first person in the gym on Monday, you know, when we have a day off, it's Michaela. You know, I had to go up to her. I'm like, what, you didn't, I jokingly said, well, you don't think you shoot well? You shot well in the last game? And she says, um, she goes, Coach, got to get, she goes, I did, but she goes, don't, we have another game coming up on Thursday. I mean, she was that serious, and that's that kid, you know, and and that's why she doesn't miss. You know, that kid's a worker, and, you know, that's a, that's amazing. I didn't know that she did that. So, you know, that just that just is amazing that, that you're telling me that right now. So Yeah, I was like, well, I'm not – I mean, it was – I saw a great game, but then I couldn't leave that. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have to sit here and watch her shoot until she's done. But, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's tremendous. And why – speaking of the gym, in closing here, why should – why should people come out to this game tonight? Why should they bear the cold and the and the snow and, and, and all of the wonderful stuff of Central New York? Why should they come out and see this team? I know the reasons. I, I will be there in attendance, but what do you want to say to the community? What I want to say is that, you know, um, you'd be witnessing history, you know. This is a team that um, has made history all year round, you know, and it's difficult to repeat these things. And, you know, this is a team that's very, very special um, to watch Michaela Roberts and just to watch our team play. I just think it's just, uh, 
it's just great basketball and this is a high level uh, D2 it's the highest level D2 so you know uh, you're not going to see bad basketball you're going to see some great basketball and some incredible talent good depth on our team um, just high energy and um, you know I think I think you'd be really um, you'd be missing out if you didn't get a chance to see us play this year it's just a very special group of young ladies that are out there representing Lemoyne and I will be out there. Ted Grant Court tonight, March 7th, as always. You're welcome. And and thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank you for sitting with me at the table when you didn't know who the hell I was, because now you do. But, but, but thank you for everything, and, and I know that you're going to go out there and, and do what you always do, and I, I can't wait to be at Ted Grant Court. And I just I, I appreciate your work. I appreciate your tenacity. I appreciate the fact that you put up with Coach Q for a little while. So... uh you know, but really, in all seriousness, thank you for everything, Gina, because you're one of those people that I remember sitting down at a table with, looking me in the eye, saying, this is what I'm going to do, and then you went out there and did it, and those are the best people. So thank you for that. Thank you, Dan. Nice talking to you. I appreciate you having me on.